Welcome to Episode 7 of the Legacy Video Lounge. (laughs) If you don't know by now, I'm your host, Steve Pander. I'm a personal historian and video biographer, and I'm president of Family Legacy Video Incorporated in Tucson, Arizona. You can visit Family Legacy Video on the web at familylegacyvideo.com. In this installment, I'm going to share my thoughts on who should save their life stories on video and why. Uh, Plus, I'll touch on some of the benefits that a legacy video project brings to both families and their storytellers. And I'll get started right after this. Flak bursting all around his B-17. Door gunners blazing away at enemy fighters. Flashes from below as his bombs hit their targets. Now Dad's grandkids will hear his World War II stories firsthand, thanks to Family Legacy Video. Now you can share your life stories in a custom legacy video your family will cherish. To learn more, visit FamilyLegacyVideo.com or call 520-743-4090. That's 520-743-4090. FamilyLegacyVideo.com. Okay, so uh, let's get started with this question of, of, of who should save their life stories on video and, and why. And I, I think the answer, at least on the who portion of that, is uh, it's kind of short. I, I, I think anyone who, uh, who's got life stories to share uh, should save them. But certainly, if, if you've reached the age of 50 or 50-plus, 50 you've got uh, a lot of life experience, and you should start thinking about uh, about preserving, celebrating, and sharing those stories. Uh, I know some folks uh, start recording stories uh, uh, of their children, uh, you know, from the, <laughs> almost from the first time they're born and until the point where the, ch- the kids can take over and start telling stories. And, and uh, that can be a great, great uh, legacy project that can run a lifetime, you know. But... Uh, but I, I focus more on the mature crowd, and not that I wouldn't interview children if the opportunity came along. And I have uh, interviewed folks in their 50s. I've even interviewed folks uh, close to 100, you know. I don't advise waiting quite that long because you never know what fate has in store. But, you know, if you're still vertical and uh, able to speak and you've got some memories to share, really... Uh, uh, get them down. And, and, and if it's not on video, at least on paper or on audio. And by the way, Family Legacy Video, even though it's called Family Legacy Video, uh, also creates audio biographies as well for those folks who might just prefer audio, prefer the sound of the spoken voice only, or maybe have uh, thinner budgets. And audio is certainly a less expensive way, uh, way to work. Um, and you know this idea of the importance of capturing stories and and uh, and why we should do it. Um, there's a book I want to uh, uh, refer you to right now. It's called Library Burning, and it's by Scott Farnsworth and Peggy R. Hoyt. And you can um, you can order it online. Uh, the, the, they actually have a site for the book. It's like a librarybuurning dot com and. I believe it's also available on, on Amazon. Uh, a great little book. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. And I want to read just a, a little bit of the introduction to you. Now, I didn't write this. These are the authors, Scott Farnsworth and Peggy R. Hoyt. So I want to give credit where credit is due. So bear with me here. They have some stuff, I think, that is really, really interesting and, and bears directly on, uh, 
on what I'm talking about in, in this installment of the podcast. So uh, it starts off with the quote, when an old person dies, it's like a library burning down. Credits that to a Middle Eastern proverb. Now, this proverb may have had its historical origins in the story of the library at Alexandria, Egypt. For several centuries, it was the crown jewel of the Western intellectual world. At its height, it maintained an incomparable collection of an estimated 700,000 scrolls containing a vast store of the knowledge and wisdom of our civilization. It would be difficult to overstate its importance. The library was open to students from all cultures, and many traveled to Alexandria and became permanent residents. As a result, the library became as renowned uh, for the studies it supported as for its collection. Achievements of scholars working there include the translation of the Bible from Hebrew to Greek, the calculation of the shape and size of the earth, and the relationship of the sun and the solar system, uh, the development of a comprehensive atlas of the stars, the invention of library science, the creation of geometry, and important advances in anatomy and medicine. The library stood for 300 years until a fire destroyed most of its main premises during Julius Caesar's conquest in 48 B.C., The main branch was completely destroyed, along with the entire royal quarter of the city, during the campaign of Aurelius in uh, 272 A.D. A smaller branch survived until 391 A.D. when the bishop of Alexandria burned it to the ground. Wonderful bishop. (laughs) Now, continuing on, it is staggering to contemplate the vast amount of information, knowledge, and wisdom that were destroyed along with this facility. Who can imagine the number of scientific breakthroughs, historical insights, and philosophical understandings that were delayed for centuries or lost forever because of these fires? Clearly, the world is poorer today because of this tragedy. Similar losses have occurred throughout recorded history. For example, in 16th century Mexico, the conquering Spaniards obliterated nearly all of the Mayan codices, thus rubbing out the highly advanced learning of the Mayans in astronomy, art, mathematics, architecture, calendaring, and horticulture. In 1908, fire destroyed part of the library at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, causing what authorities described as inestimable damage. Unless precautionary action is taken, fires, floods, and earthquakes can destroy in a moment what has taken decades or centuries to accumulate. But as tragic as these losses were, we believe similar tragedies, though largely unnoticed, are happening all around us every day. To paraphrase the proverb, when any one of us, young or old, dies without sharing and saving our stories, it's like a library burning down. Each of us is a library, a living depository of vast amounts of knowledge, information, wisdom, insight, and life lessons. Within us, we hold countless treasures, stories, memories, eyewitness accounts, compilations of decades of personal experiences. This human wealth is profoundly valuable and intensely fragile. It can be easily lost to death, disease, dementia, or any of a dozen other causes. Unless thoughtful steps are taken beforehand to preserve and pass it on, it will be destroyed and lost forever. 
To let this happen would be a tragedy of the first magnitude. We must act with urgency to avert this disaster. We must not let the library, any library, burn down. We must find ways to share and save a lifetime of stories. So that's the uh, introduction to Like a Library Burning by uh, Scott Farnsworth and Peggy R. Hoyt. So check that out at likealibraryburning.com. And I, I, I think that really says it right there. You know, we have, each of us, uh, a lifetime of accumulated experiences and memories and stories that really are, uh, are treasures to uh, our families, you know, and this accumulated uh, store of knowledge and experience uh, really, really should be passed along. And and who better uh, to tell the stories than the people who live them? I mean, you listening, who else has experienced life and lived life and had the exact same experiences as you have? Okay? Nobody. <laughs> They're your. They're your experiences, your perceptions, and uh, and your stories. Now, you may share them with other people, but your take on them, your perspective, is unique to you. And the lessons you draw from them are generally also unique to you. So, so really, don't uh, don't poo-poo them. Don't, you know, there are a lot of people who think that well, they really don't have much to say, or they really haven't uh, uh, have done much in the way of living or exciting things. No, that's nonsense. We all have stories to tell, and I just happen to believe that video is the greatest way to preserve, celebrate, and share them. Uh, but of course, audio and print also have their place. Now. Uh, so, so that's kind of the my take on the who should should uh, save their stories. I also want to take just a couple of minutes in this episode to talk about benefits, because there are there are some really, really major benefits that come from legacy story projects, and in particular, uh, the ones that I like to focus on, the legacy video projects. First of all, let's look at how these projects uh, benefit storytellers, uh, the, the, the folks who are actually capturing and preserving their stories. First, I think when you, when you do that, it gives you a validation of having lived uh, a meaningful life. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there are a lot of folks who may not think their stories are important, and I encounter these from time to time. Sometimes it, it takes a while for a family to kind of talk an elder into participating in a legacy video because the elders are kind of reticent. They don't really think uh, they, have, they really have much to say or much to talk about. But as uh, we go through the process, once we get their their permission and we, we start working through the process, uh, I do a pre-interview and we start uh, reminiscing and uh, stories start bubbling up. You know, I start to see the light bulbs going on. You know, they start to realize that, wow, I, I have lived a fairly interesting life. And with that realization comes a building excitement. You know, they they just start becoming excited about telling their stories and understanding that people are really interested in them. And by the end of the process, they're loving it. And uh, you can see how, how much pride they feel. Uh, I, uh, 
worked with a fellow years ago who had a really amazing business story to tell, and uh, we captured his story on video, created the video biography, and in talking to his daughter afterwards, she said, you know, Steve, after we watched the video together as a family, uh, my dad just walked away glowing. He was so proud of the life he'd lived and the chance to tell his story. And something that leads into my second point here, she said he finally had the chance to tell the full story and in his own words. And that is that is uh, another benefit I wanted to touch on because finally being able to tell the full story is key. Uh, a lot of folks who maybe have shared uh, life stories with family members over the years, children or grandchildren, they may not have told the whole story. You know, may have told it only in part, may have told different pieces of the story to different family members. So when we finally get together and create uh, this this video biography project, that's an opportunity for me to work with folks and get them to tell the entire story. And uh, and so now everybody in the family has access to the whole story told in the words of the the person who lived it. So that's just a, another fabulous benefit. I mentioned earlier when I was talking about the first uh, point that uh, folks, uh, the storytellers, tend to get excited as the project winds on. And that is something that I think also points to the third benefit I'd like to mention that storytellers experience, and that is the energizing of their minds and the lifting of their spirits. If you listen to uh, episode six, when I had interviewed uh, David, who uh, had hired me to uh, create a a legacy video uh, featuring his mom, he mentioned this concept there when we were talking about benefits. And folks also may be, you know, they're they're elderly, they may be a little depressed, moving a little more slowly, um, again, not thinking that they have much to say. But uh, say in the case of David w- with his mom, and then in others I've witnessed, uh, as we go along, their spirits start to lift. And by the end of the project, you know, they're just energized and just really happy about having gone through it and having such a wonderful keepsake and a legacy, uh, both to celebrate while they're alive, of course, but, but, but to leave uh, as just a wonderful, wonderful treasure for their grandchildren and for generations yet to come. Another point uh, that I'd like to uh, to cover is that working through a legacy video project like this gives you the opportunity to uncover little-known or nearly forgotten family stories. And, uh, and I experienced this firsthand when I was producing my very, very first video biography with my, uh, my grandmother. Before we did the interview, when we were preparing uh, for, for the video, um, I had taken my grandmother to visit with her sister, uh, my Aunt Eileen. And they were sitting in uh, Aunt Eileen's living room, uh, reminiscing a bit, talking about their grandparents and great-grandparents. And my uh, grandmother started talking a little bit about one of her grandmothers, Grandmother Deering. And at that point, I heard my Aunt Eileen say, oh, uh, was she the one who started the fires? Now, I'd never known anything about uh, fires in relation to one of my uh, great-grandparents. So at that point, I stepped in and said, hey, uh, tell me about that. I asked them to tell me about this story. 
And uh, and don't worry, she wasn't uh, she wasn't an arsonist, but she did like to set some fires in the back in cans. And I think um, one of my grandmother's dollhouses mysteriously disappeared in in one of those backyard can infernos one day. Uh, very very interesting character, and that's a story I'd never would have heard uh, had we not embarked on this legacy video project with my grandmother. And it's also just a delightful piece of family lore. I had only known my grandmother Deering as just this flat black and white image in a few photos that I had in, a, in, a, in an album. Well, a story like this really kind of puts some flesh on, on that and, and adds some color to that, that old black and white photo. So even though I didn't know what her, maybe her some of her mannerisms were, or, or her what her voice sounded like. Um, I still got a little bit of a sense of her personality there, which was a heck of a lot more than I would have had otherwise. And just one more benefit that I, I wanted to touch on was uh, projects like this help storytellers reconnect with family members. Um, I'll give you an example. A lady I'd uh, done a video biography with early on in my video biography career, had a fairly extended bunch of cousins. Her son had hired me, and we really did the biography for the for the immediate family, but the cousins got wind of it, and suddenly she started getting phone calls. Everybody wanted copies of the video, and so, and they loved the video. It, it's, it, it, it spurred further conversations with her cousins about family stories and family history, and, uh, and so, that was a great benefit that came with it. So it helps to reconnect with family members. And you also, during the process, may uh, connect with family members that you you haven't spoken with in a while as you look for family memorabilia, like uh, like family photos, for instance, that, that others may have. So some very, very important benefits there. Now, on the family side, there are also benefits. And actually, I'm going to quote you three university studies, all right? So this isn't just Steve, you know, talking here. These are studies that were actually documented. And one of them comes from Emory University. It's a study uh, undertaken, I believe, or at least finished around 2010. And that was a study that found that children who know stories about their relatives, uh, you know, those relatives, especially who came before them, show higher levels of emotional well-being, And uh, they concluded that family stories give children a sense of identity through time. In other words, it helps them understand who they are in the world, where their family fits into the world. It really grounds them. So that's that's very, very important. Uh, Great, great benefit there. Uh, Out of Wake Forest University, a professor of counseling named Samuel Gladding and 2011 published that uh, his experiences and his research showed that knowing family stories can inspire children to ask, can I do as well or better? So in in other words, telling children stories that highlight their older relatives' uh, experiences and making their marks in life, in, in whatever, business, sports, uh, whatever whatever it may be, these things both reinforce the older adult's self-worth, okay, but um, it also inspires those children and those younger family members to want to do as well as their elders, if not better. And there's kind of a flip side to this because children who hear stories about how their parents or their grandparents, their ancestors made it through tough times 
are also given the confidence to know that they can make it through when the when the when the waters get get rough as well and make it safely to the to that distant shore you know and that's certainly uh those of us who have experienced and i would imagine everybody listening right now experienced the great recession um may have been heartened a bit by stories that their relatives told about surviving the great depression and so that kind of feeds forward okay at least times can be tough we all experience tough times but knowing how uh, your relatives made it through uh can can really uh can really help you and give you confidence and give children confidence to know that that uh, that they'll survive and not only survive but thrive as well and then the uh, the final study I'd like to quote here was a joint uh, project involving the universities of Michigan and Alabama. This was 2008. And these two uh, universities worked together on a joint project called a legacy. And they wanted to see if working on a legacy project improved the quality of life of both patients with life-limiting illnesses and their family caregivers. Certainly stressful situation for all involved. And they did report, um, the caregivers reported reduced stress and uh, depression on their part. Okay, so, uh, you know, this this was beneficial for the caregivers. And then it turns out that the patients became more talkative as well. So that feeds back to what I was talking about earlier, about the lifting of spirits um, during the course of of a legacy project. So, so important benefits, um, and and I hope you found that interesting. But uh, think on those things. Uh, you know, it's not just a neat or a fun thing to do. There, there are many, many benefits, a lot of them documented. Uh, many of them you'll see as you embark on your legacy video project, either for yourself or with your loved one or your loved ones. So that's it for this segment of the Legacy Video Lounge. If you have any questions or comments, please email them to me at steve at familylegacyvideo.com. And if you like the podcast, I invite you to subscribe. So until next time, I'm Steve Pender reminding you that everyone has a story. Isn't it time you told yours? Music.